What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Heaven on Earth podcast. My name is Bryce Crawford, and today is an episode that I am so excited to record. This one's going to be over cancel culture. Man, I have just this just this stirring pot in my stomach that has absolutely no tolerance for cancel culture. And we'll get down into the nitty-gritty of cancel culture, why it's toxic, why it's bad, and just a biblical Christian perspective of cancel culture. But before we get into it, this episode is sponsored, let's go, by He Would Love First. He Would Love First is a Christian-based clothing brand that actually made this t-shirt with the lion. It says, he would love first, and what would Jesus do on it? And you might have seen these bracelets before, but they come in these um, loop-style bracelets that say WWJD and he would love first. I also have one right here, and me and my grandfather actually have matching ones. Um, so if you want to match with me, my grandpa, or you want to get something as a gift or just get something as a personal item, go to hewouldlovefirst.com and use code CRAW20 for 20% off. Code CRAW20, C-R-A-W-20 for 20% off. But let's get right into this episode. Um, If you're watching this, this is a cool feature. We are now on Spotify's video podcast. So the videos will no longer be on YouTube. We're using Spotify video podcast and I'm so excited for it and I absolutely love it. Um, But that's not what we're here for. We're here for this episode on cancel culture. And man... Do I dislike cancel culture so much? I I just want to get into the basic foundation of cancel culture just from a perspective of a human being, not even from a Christian biblical perspective for a moment. Let's just look at this real quick. People are willing to ruin people's lives for this small second of glory. And what I mean by that is we often see this, this trend in cancel culture where People only tend to cancel people when it's a trend or they hop on the bandwagon to cancel them because they did something wrong. There's there's no basis or foundation of forgiveness at all with cancel culture. And oftentimes cancel culture is centered around this jealousy, I would say. People get jealous of someone's stance or the way people view someone. So they say, you know what? I don't want people to see this person like that. So let me cancel them. Let me dig up some old dirt on them. And that's when we find things from in the past and then it gets dug up on a onto the person and then they get into this bad situation and that that's just horrible I, I i just hate cancel culture in general people are willing to sacrifice someone's career and life with this cancel culture mentality just for what a moment of glory to be like yeah i was the one that dug up this dirt yeah 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 because at the end of the day people will forget about it once time passes by people will forget about the moment that you just got canceled for maybe they won't but Regardless, it, it's not worth the time of glory. But now, let's transfer over to a biblical perspective of cancel culture. I want to just take a look at King David's life. King David was known as a man after God's own heart. He slays Goliath. He was a straight underdog. Slays Goliath. Runs from Saul. Becomes king at a young age. And is one of the wisest men ever. And is known as a man after God's own heart. And then he sleeps with another woman. And then kills her husband. He sends her husband on the front lines. And that's basically a death sentence back then. So he's known as this man after God's own heart. And then he sleeps with Bathsheba and kills her husband. Now, if today's society dictated how that situation was handled, they would have canceled King David. Easily they would have canceled King David. Why? Because they want to see David fail. People love seeing other people fail. 
which is what breaks my heart. But that's how you know we live in a corrupt world. Is people want to see other people fail. And with that being said, our society today would condemn David in a heartbeat. They don't care about David. They don't care about his life. They don't care about forgiveness. They would say, David, we are condemning you. We're canceling you, right? But after this moment, David is still known as a man after God's own heart. Why is he known as a man after God's own heart? Because he continues to walk with God daily. So this is what I have to say from the perspective of if you were to be canceled. We all have things that we have done. We all have, have sinned and we have all made mistakes and done things that we are ashamed of and feel guilty of. Good thing that guilt and shame are not from the Lord. What we can look at that is say, Jesus, I'm laying this at your feet. I messed up, Jesus. So I'm going to lay this at your feet and, and give it all to you right now. Because when we fully surrender to Jesus, our heart is transformed. And that's when we see impact in the Lord moving. It's when we give everything to him. The Lord doesn't want you to just hold on to these broken chains. My friend, Christ freed you when blood was shed on the cross. So these things that you're bearing, these sins and these mistakes that you're bearing, have already been broken. You're carrying dead weight. Christ is trying to let you realize, my friend, those chains have already been broken. Rip those off. We see Lazarus, when Jesus calls Lazarus out, the Lazarus come out and he makes Lazarus rip off the wrappings around his body because they thought he was dead. So they would wrap him. Well, he was dead, but they would wrap their bodies in the linen cloth. And he's like, yo, rip that clothing off. We have these dead, broken chains already on us because Christ already broke those chains. My friend, Christ is like, rip those off. I already broke those. That's what he's saying. But cancel culture would like to take all that old stuff that Christ already freed you from and would like to make you feel crappy and make you feel horrible about it. That's what Satan will do. Cancel culture is the work of the devil. Why? Because Satan perverts everything good. So where there is forgiveness, there is condemnation. And we see that. Satan will literally have people dig up old dirt on you and make you feel crappy about yourself. Good things, shame, guilt, and fear are not from God. Like we said earlier, my friend, if you are feeling these things, they're not from God. So don't blame God for feelings that are caused by Satan. Feelings can mislead us often. All right? Their emotions and feelings are good, yes, but they can often mislead us and make us feel and do things that we don't mean. And that's where Satan can make you feel a certain way and then you get canceled. And it's like, oh crap, I don't want that engine on me, so I'm going to go cancel somebody else. No. Where's the forgiveness factor? Where's the forgiveness? There's no forgiveness. I, I'm going to read a passage of scripture. It's in Matthew 7, 1 through 5. And it says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you seek the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take out the log of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. My friend, in order for us to righteously judge and hold accountable our brothers, we must first acknowledge our mistakes. And we must acknowledge, God, I need you to help me fix my own mistakes. There's a difference between righteously judging someone and holding someone accountable. Being like, hey, brother, listen, I don't think this is the right decision. And like pulling them aside one-on-one, then blatantly exposing them to make them feel stupid and to try to make yourself feel better about situations and insecurities that you have and try to expose someone for cancel culture and for clout. Clout is pointless. At the end of the day, our platforms and clout disappears like that. We could wake up one morning and we could ban on, on every social media. Or social media could be gone tomorrow. And that clout was meaningless. And then the point of you canceling them 
had no purpose, and it still had no purpose to begin with. But we just think so because cancel culture is a trend. People hop on the trend bandwagon. Just because something is a trend doesn't mean it's good. Cancel culture is a trend. Cancel culture ruins people's lives, and people think it's fun. They like to cancel people for their mistakes. My friend, we must forgive people. We must love and forgive. Because when we love and forgive, people will ask for the hope inside of you. And that's when you can tell them about Jesus. And then when you tell them about Jesus, God can use you as the tool to transform their heart, as Ezekiel 36, 26 says, to remove their heart of stone, and Christ will give them a heart of flesh. And now they have the tenderness and care that you so freely displayed to them as Christ gave to us. So now they, instead of canceling people as they had the intent to, they will now go. They will now forgive and love and it's just like a good beautiful expansion of a virus and, and i know that sounds weird, like an expansion of a virus but but love and forgiveness spreads and love and forgiveness isn't common people expect cancel culture people expect the worst so when you give them things that we don't deserve we don't deserve love we don't deserve grace but it is freely given to us by christ so when we freely give love forgiveness and grace these things People want to know why. Why? Why are you giving me this grace? Why are you forgiving me? Why are you loving me like this? And then we can say, I love because Christ loved first. Or I, I, I'm forgiving you because, because Christ has already forgiven us, my friend. And he died on the cross so that we can be forgiven. And not only that, we can have an eternity with him. And so because he forgave, because he loved, I will love. I will forgive. That's the mindset we have to have. Because, because without that mindset, we're still going to bite into the, these bad morals and, the, and these bad habits of cancel culture. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. There's nothing good about cancel culture. Let's be clear. Let's just be honest. People can defend it all day and every day they want. But there's nothing good about it. At the end of the day, cancel culture is a tool to dig up each and every person's biggest insecurities and mistakes to expose them and make them feel like horrible, crappy people. And that makes sense because there's a spiritual war for your soul. And of course, since Satan knows he's going to lose, he wants to bring everyone else down with him. So he will do everything in his willpower to make you feel crappy and make you blame God for things that he didn't even cause so that you go down with Satan because that's how valuable your soul is. He knows that he's going to lose, and he's going to be like, I have to take everyone else down with me as I can. But Christ is like, my friend, you will be renewed with my blood. So don't listen to these lies. Satan can piss in a cup and drink it, all right? I don't care what Satan says. I want to be on Satan's bad side. Being on Satan's bad side is a good thing. We do not like Satan. He's the ultimate deceiver. Because of, of his deception, he came in into the garden. Have you ever noticed that when you read Genesis... In the garden, when he deceived Eve, he didn't make a statement. He asked a question. Did God really say that? And that's what happens. We often get in our head. Did so-and-so really say that? Did that actually happen? Is that what they're really saying? So with deception, we do things and that we don't mean. We give into our flesh because that's all we've known our entire lives. We inherit sin. But that nature can be changed. If there was a pig right in here, right in front of us, and I had a plate of pig slop, and I had a steak dinner cooked medium rare with a baked potato on the side, and I laid it in front of the pig, which one is the pig going to eat? It's going to eat the slop. That's its nature. It's always known to eat the slop. 
But then, what if at the snap of a finger, its mindset has changed because something happened to them, supernatural, and it goes over and eats the steak dinner? We would be thinking that's a little weird because that's not in the pig's nature. That's humankind. It's our nature to do things that are worth slop, that aren't worth a plug nickel. It is our nature to do things that are dirty and disgusting. We are dirty and disgusting beings. But Christ can change our nature. And that's when we realize, oh, the slop is disgusting. I don't like this. Proverbs talks about, as a dog returns to its own vomit, a fool returns to its own foolishness. Cancel culture is foolishness, my friend. There's nothing fruitful from cancel culture. And cancel culture can ultimately lead someone astray. And, and, and the root to, to end cancel culture is unity and forgiveness. If we have unity and forgiveness, knowing, hey, instead of calling people out for their mistakes and canceling and exposing people for their mistakes, why don't we reflect on our life? Why don't right now you pause this and, and point out your biggest mistakes, your biggest insecurities. I'm talking about the deepest, darkest ones, whether it's, oh, I, I struggle with a pornography addiction or, or I, steal, I steal alcoholic drinks from my parents' alcohol cabinet and, and I do this or I, I do the point out your biggest mistakes. And imagine if someone was like, I'm going to say this, 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 and this about this person because I want to expose them and make them feel crappy and I want them their things to be all over the internet. That's a horrible feeling. And, and I know I wouldn't want anyone to do that about me. I have mistakes. I have things that I've done and, I, and I'm still a sinful human being, right? But Christ has renewed me and has changed my heart. And I'm not defined by those mistakes now. Yet my definition is in Christ. My, my purpose is in Christ. And that's what happens when we are changed. So with forgiveness and unity, we realize we are messed up people. Everyone is messed up people. This world is corrupt. So why should I make it any more worse? Instead, why don't I love on a neighbor? Even when I know that they're going through something, and cancel culture will still be something, but in order to stop cancel culture, it starts with you. Yes, you listening or watching this. It starts with you. Because one person changing makes a difference. Because when you start loving people and forgiving people, it creates this mass revival of unity. And then this makes people want to know for the hope inside of you. And that's when you can tell them about Jesus. Guys, thank you so much for listening and watching this episode on cancel culture. My name is Bryce Crawford. If you want to stay up and in date with the podcast, check out Heaven on Earth Pod on Instagram. Keep up with all the updates on there. Sorry for the past two weeks. I had COVID and I could not post. I lost my voice and I was super weak and I needed to rest up, but I'm back and posting. So if you're listening to this, I love you and get in the word and DM our account, Heaven on Earth Pod. If you have any questions or any concerns or feedback, give us some feedback. And thank you to our sponsor, He Would Love First. And if you guys want that promo code, go to hewouldlovefirst.com and use code CRAW20, C-R-A-W-20 for 20% off. All right, you guys have a good night. Bye-bye.